Good morning to you. Whenever you might be listening, wherever you're listening, it is great to have you back here. Thursday, the 14th of September already. We are moving, we are cooking, and we finally get maximum, maximum football. Back on our televisions tonight, the uh, Minnesota Vikings got a red alert game right off the rip here, basically. So we're going to get into all of that. We got a good show for you today, but we begin with the task at hand, and that is usually what are the 49ers about to do? Well, the 49ers are about to go ahead and hopefully handle their business for a 2-0 start in a home away from home. That is Levi's Stadium. The invasion should begin, uh, what, probably around 1130 on Sunday afternoon for that 1 o'clock kickoff down in Los Angeles. And as you saw by today's thumbnail, there's one big problem, usually waiting with the Rams for anyone that plays them. And funny, less of a problem for the 49ers, usually. Aaron Donald is a problem. Okay, with all due respect, with all with all uh, uh, credit going to John Dickinson, I think that's pretty much like one of his, uh, his, his catchphrases. Be like, that guy's a problem. Aaron Donald is a problem an absolute problem of the first degree for any team that plays him. One of the ultimate just focus on this all week long you're going to find over the course of any football season, Aaron Donald is among the best football players I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, there was a couple of years ago I was talking about how good he was, and somebody kept on texting into the show like, get off this guy's jock. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Dude. If you can't ride Aaron Donald's jock, you got no business talking about football because you don't understand what you're looking at. We're talking about a historically one of the all-time inner sanctum greats. But Deion Sanders has said, you know, the Hall of Fame has let so many guys in. They need like a VIP room in the Hall of Fame that only certain Hall of Famers are even allowed access to. When Aaron Donald calls it a career, that's the level of Hall of Famer he is going to be. I mean, he's right there on that one line with the greatest defensive lineman of all time, of my lifetime. I mean, Aaron Donald is Reggie White, is Bruce Smith, is Richard Dent, is Charles Haley, you know, is Warren Sapp, is Dan Hampton. We're talking, this is the creme de la creme of defensive linemen in NFL history. And look, it's a, it's a line that Nick Bosa could eventually play himself on. That's how good the start of Nick Bosa's career has gone. It's similar in many ways to Aaron Donald's and the all-time greats, and I'm excited to see what Nick Bosa looks like a week into football shape. We all know he's in great shape, but football shape, he'll be in a little bit better football shape after a week with the team after he ended his holdout. Look, Donald was the defensive rookie of the year in 2014. And by the way, that 2014 draft was a monster, an absolute monster. And if we redrafted today, that was a Jadavian Clowney going number one overall to the Texans. Uh, if we redrafted today, Aaron Donald is the number one overall pick of what was a very good draft class. Uh, Seven-time All-Pro, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, a Super Bowl ring straight to Canton is where Aaron Donald goes when it's all said and done. But oddly, and I can't explain it, 
Maybe familiarity is a part of it. Maybe it's just the 49ers have prepped for him so many times being a division opponent. They've kind of got a better idea how to go about neutralizing him than just about anybody. The 12 and a half sacks that he has in 17 career games against the 49ers is his least amount of sacks of any division opponent. He's got 15 and a half sacks against Seattle in his career, 16 sacks against Arizona in his career. By the way, that 16 is the most against any single opponent in his career, but only 12 and a half in 17 career games against the Niners. And he's only won five times in 17 career career regular season games against the 49ers. Now, obviously, he had the sack that punctuated the Rams win uh, over Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers in the NFC title game. Again, he gets bragging rights. No one's going to bring up regular season pretty much when you go ahead and knock someone out of the postseason and then go on to win a Super Bowl, which this man did. But uh, the Niners do a hell of a job somehow, some way by hook or crook against my man, Aaron Donald. And you know, it's really funny. Uh, this is drew down. I think I saw him saying like, somebody better call Daniel Brunskill. Isn't that nuts? It's kind of true. Like Daniel Brunskill, right? Daniel Brunskill would have a pretty pedestrian game against three, four opponents in a row. And then all of a sudden the Rams had come to town. You'd be like, man, I'm worried about Aaron Donald with Daniel Brunskill. And then Daniel Brunskill would hand Aaron Donald his lunch. Play really, really well against them. Well, that's what the 49ers are going to need up front. They're going to need the less ballyhooed offensive lineman, Spencer Burford. I'm looking at you this week. Uh, they're going to have to go out and play a really good game against one of the hardest, let's call it checks, in all of football, right? I mean, Aaron Donald is just an absolute monster. But the 49ers, they keep him in check, and they do it better than any division opponent, and they really kind of do it better than anybody. So big, big week for the 49ers offensive line, keeping Aaron Donald away from Brock Purdy, and then a monster week for the 49ers defensive line as they're going to go ahead and try and make L.A. as uncomfortable as it gets. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I got someone calling me, and I'm going to have to send that to voicemail because we are also simulcasting on AMP. The Damon Bruce Show is not only available in podcast form and it wraps up here on YouTube, we're also live. Live on AMP, which is the exclusive home of the VIP room where we play music. We had more people listening to the AMP app yesterday as I went and played my set list of this is the background music and some new bands that I'm really into. We're going to continue that with a few more today. Got about a half an hour's worth of music for you when we slip on into the VIP room out of Club Plus. And we got ourselves a nice little Thursday show. Uh, our good friend Michelle Haberman said, finally, back to the football portion of the week. I don't even know what to do with myself on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah, like especially when the Giants play earlier in the day. What, the, what are you going to watch on a Wednesday, for goodness sakes? Um, hold on. By the way, I want to thank uh, the fellow coffee company and my friend Josh, who gave me this very fancy mug with the single coolest coffee lid I've ever had. Uh, this is really nice. I said, you got to give me something with a logo on it. And he's like, that's not our style, man. We're minimalist. Indeed. Minimalist mug. Uh, very cool company. 
Uh, the, the, the guy, Josh said, look, Damon, I'm a huge fan of the show. I just, I, I, I love what you're doing. I love the sip of the day. I love how much you love coffee. I want to give you some, some gear. So I went yesterday to the mission and went to fellow coffee. I got a lot of beautiful stuff in there. Uh, not inexpensive, but boy, it's a really nice, really nice travel mug. So thank you, Josh. Mmm. Mmm. That feels like the sip of the day. Right off the rip there. Really does. So thanks very much. A lot of people reaching out, trying to do nice things for me in the show. I said, uh, you know, you, you want to be a sponsor? He's like, no, man, I, I just kind of work here. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who can set up any marketing or advertising or anything like that. I just want to give this to you. And aren't you a sweetheart? Thank you so very, very, very much. So, look, we're going to get into the chat. We got Club Plus for you. That all comes up a little bit later. Let me thank my good friend Ike, who is serving up delicious sandwiches at over 100 locations. The official sandwich of the Damon Bruce Show has always been, as far as I'm concerned, will always be a sandwich from Ike's. I'm going to order one for lunch today. One of the things while we're jamming out on the AMP app, I'm going to open up my Ike's Reward app, and I'm going to order, I think I'm going Jamie Sirewitch today. Sounds like a yummy, haven't had it in a while sandwich that I want. I love the Jamie Sire witch. You remember Jamie Sire, right? She was out here uh, at CSN Bay Area when it was called that for a hot minute. And uh, she left for a job at ESPN. She was a part of a round of layoffs, but she was kind of dabbling in in like food journalism, uh, celebrity food blogger. She got hired by Food Network. She was supposed to get the, the floor reporter gig on Iron Chef America, and then I think she got pandemicked out of that opportunity. I don't know what Jamie Sire's doing now, but she was always really nice. I always really liked Jamie Sire, and uh, I hope she's doing well. She knows food. She's got a delicious sandwich over at Ike's. She really, really does. Uh, before I take yet another sip here, have we officially, by the way, that was the sip of the day. Did we declare that the sip of the day? I want that to be official, everyone. Hmm. There's another. Um, a sip of your night should be a sip of blackened, absolutely delicious American handcrafted whiskey. It is a blend. It is fantastic. It is at a very approachable price point for the quality of sip that you get out of blackened whiskey. But don't take my word for it. Pick up a bottle yourself. If you're looking to restock that liquor cabinet, you can find blackened at BevMo. And if it's not in the liquor store that you frequent, Make sure you ask them to pick up a case because uh, it is really, really good. Look, winning is just a click away with bottom line bets. Week two officially begins tonight. Grab an inside edge for all of your plays. Was week one a little cold for you? Did you not do what you hoped to do? Well, my man Stefan did what he hoped to do, and that was cash a whole bunch of winners. You don't have to have a lousy week. What you do need to do is find out that the winning play is merely a click away. Bottomlinebets.com Don't take my word for it, though. Find out for yourself. You don't want to dive in for a whole month? That's fine. Sign up for a week. There's daily. You can you can sign up for a day of Stefan's picks. Uh, check it out. Bottomlinebets.com. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions for players who want to play seriously, who really want to play seriously, and he's running like a six-month special right now. And if you are uh, serious about the plays that you make, check out bottomlinebets.com.
And where can you place those bets? Well, we are one-stop shopping. MyBookie.ag, use promo code DAMON. For all new customers, you get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and a $10 chip to use in their casino. Yes, they have an entire casino floor. It's like you're sailing out in international waters because this is offshore. So when you do sign up, make sure your credit card is approved for international transactions. But MyBookie.ag has been around for years. Trustworthy, timely payouts. Don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself. There's an awful lot of fun to be had at mybookie.ag and use promo code DAMON when you indeed do sign up. So we got ourselves a very interesting matchup. Again, uh, you know, familiarity breeds a little contempt. Well, these teams got some contempt for each other. The bragging rights that Sean McVay has with his uh, his Super Bowl ring is undeniable, but there is an undeniable winning percentage that Kyle Shanahan enjoys. He has dropped a 70% winning percentage on Sean McVay since he became a head coach at the Los Angeles Rams. And what you're going to see are two different teams that use one concept probably more frequently than anyone other than Mike McDaniel, who's just got, you know, Hill in motion all over the place. Tyreek Hill is running around like he's playing arena football with all of his pre-snap motion. That's an awful lot of Mike McDaniel taking the concepts of Kyle Shanahan out on the road with him. Now that he's a head coach, Sean McVay does the exact same thing. Uh, Tutu Atwell, if you went back and watched the Rams win over the Seahawks, Tutu Atwell is running like a madman in motion before just about every play. Uh, The Seahawks generate no pressure, and you had Matthew Stafford back there going 8 for 12 on third down alone, just carving up a defense because he had all day to throw. Well, that's not going to be the case against the 49ers defensive line. But look out for Tutu Atwell. That guy runs everywhere, and we got two offenses out on the field that are playing chess before the game even starts, before the play even is run. With you got two teams showing you more flash and razzle-dazzle with pre-snap motion than probably any other two teams in football. So it's going to be an awful lot of chess out there. And, you know, with, with Tutu Atwell... Being a, a breakout, no no Cooper Cup, by the way. Kyle Shanahan said something in his press conference that I thought was pretty interesting this week when he was asked about, you know, the way you guys have used your nickelbacks. And I even asked uh, David Lombardi about this, a video that you can find on my YouTube page. Great conversation with David Lombardi. Every single, every single thing that we talked about uh, still applies. If you haven't seen that video, check it out. It's uh, 20 minutes that will make you a better, smarter football fan. Um, but the question was asked to Kyle, the way you use your nickelbacks with Diamador Lenore being the first guy and then later on using Isaiah Oliver, was it something that was pre-planned or did the circumstances in the game last week dictate who you were using? And Kyle said, well, things dictate the change. We thought that they'd all play in the game, but stuff happened in the game that just had us adjust. The follow-up question was such as, And then this is where we get a peculiar Kyle Shanahan answer. He says, stuff that is between me and our team, just watch the film. You might be able to figure it out. Stuff I can't say. Sorry. Okay. 
So Kyle, not happy with the play of his nickelbacks. Don't know which one. He didn't attribute it uh, really to anyone. But obviously, you know, Isaiah Oliver was brought in to be a smooth fit. It hasn't been a smooth fit for him. Um, and, and, you know, he, he he's playing himself. Look at it this way. You don't want to be in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse, right? Is Isaiah Oliver going to be the first guy into the doghouse this year? I guess we can watch this Rams game on Sunday, track his snaps, see where he's being used, and maybe decipher that for ourselves. After all, Kyle told us it's on film. So let's keep pay attention to that. This really is a nice freaking mug. So that was a little odd, to say the least. Uh, if you're a 49er fan, you got to be excited that this is a chance for Debo just to go off against the Rams, and that's what Debo usually does. I saw Al Sacco, who is a good 49ers reporter, tweet that in Debo Samuel's last six games against the Rams, and this includes the playoffs, he's got 36 catches for 578 total yards and six total touchdowns. So look for Debo to have a not-so-quiet week. Brandon Ayuk named NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Let's keep it going with Brandon Ayuk. He's been the best receiver on this team. George Kittle had a quiet week one. Let's see if we don't get a little hey-diddle-diddle George Kittle in the middle. And Christian McCaffrey, just pick up where you left off, and it feels like the 49ers got a game on the road that they're going to be able to win since they usually do under any circumstances, especially when they're the home team. And even though they're the road team, they're going to be the home team because the annual hostile takeover of SoFi Stadium is going to be underway. Uh, Vivid Seats is already projecting that it will be a 64% Niner crowd based on however they track who's buying their tickets, what zip codes and previous Ticket purchases, I don't know. Anyway, 64% Niner fans, 36% Rams fans is what they're tracking. 36% fans for your home opener. That's really what the Rams put in there. Again, look, the Rams got embarrassed in the NFC title game. I don't think they're saving that. So um, that's embarrassing. When another team comes over and just absolutely takes over your entire stadium, what the hell do you do? How how do you pretend that that's normal? Um, It's not. So Niners fans, go have a great time. Bunch of candy asses in L.A. Can't handle the fact that you're coming. Um, Thursday night football tonight, right? Here we go again. Maximum football, baby. It is going to happen. And uh, this is a huge game for the Minnesota Vikings. There's not a lot of huge games waiting for you in week two, but they found theirs because they are on an 0-2 red alert. A stunning loss to Tampa Bay at home in their season opener where they outplayed the Buccaneers yet still made so many mistakes with turnovers. They they marred an afternoon of self-inflicted wounds And the Vikings are 0-1, having dropped what looked to be, just looking at the schedule, their easiest win of the year. Their reward, a short week to turn around and play the Philadelphia Eagles for their home opener. Now, the Eagles weren't great up in New England last weekend, but Bill Belichick knows how to play defense, and he usually knows how to scheme up any team to slow them down. And he did in many ways, slow the Eagles down. Now the Vikings got to go and get ready for Jalen hurts and Jalen hurts a really tough guy to get ready for. He's so unique that 
you know, how, 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 as an NFL team, how do you prepare for a guy who's basically running the professional version of an option offense? It ain't easy. Preparing for the Eagles. And the Vikings, with a soft 0-1, have a really tough game tonight in, Pitt, uh, in Philadelphia. And if the Vikings are 0-2, that's a tough place to be operating from. Now, 0-2 doesn't mean you got no chance of going to the postseason, but the numbers start working against you real quickly. Since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970, 400 teams have lost their first two games of the year. On average, an 0-2 team finishes with 5.4 wins on the year. So 0-2 means you're probably going to win fewer than six games just when you start 0-2 historically since the merger and of the 400 Owen two teams, again, it's not a playoff death sentence, but it's a, you got a lot of scrambling to do the rest of the way sentence for sure. Owen two teams, all 400 of them, only 38 went on to qualify for the postseason. That is a nine and a half percent chance to reach the postseason If you start Owen two. So look out, Minnesota, the big game for the Vikings dobber up, dobber down feeling, tonight and uh it's just good to have football back you firing up the old amazon prime for this one tonight baseball yes there's still baseball happening and i am i i, I didn't just stumble into this shirt i'll tell you why i'm wearing my oakland a's fan sell shirt in just a minute but we'll start with the giants who rallied from what felt like a sure loss Beat Cleveland on a getaway day. Three runs in the eighth thanks to a J.D. Davis home run. Lamont Wade Jr. drives in the game winner in the 10th inning for the second time in the last three games. And what do you know? Giants salvage. A game that looked like it got away from them early. Just stay interesting. You know, that's all we can ask for. Give me a flip back, and what do you know? Well, we're starting Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Your flip back is the Giants at the Rockies. They're starting at 540. It's a Logan Webb start, so we'll see how the Giants start this road trip in Colorado tonight. Last night, the A's were nearly no hit in what turned out to be their 100th loss of the season. 100 losses. We 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 are in the middle of September. They got a hundred losses, earned every single one of them. They really did, and that's why I put on the sell shirt today. Because fuck John Fisher, forever. I mean, I, I don't even want to talk about the guy anymore. And this is a pipe dream at this point. He's not selling anything. So, I just I hate him. I know you hate him. Having similar hates is a very powerful thing to bind us all together, and we certainly hate that guy. But we got another guy to actually hate. By the way, the guy to hate is not Haim Bloom. Haim Bloom, by the way, was the mathematical wunderkind that came out of the Tampa Bay Rays front office and was hired as the general manager of the Boston Red Sox. Well, after four years of dying mathematically, more often than not, uh, Haim Bloom got his walking papers. And all I'm telling you is that uh, Farhan and Gabe Kapler, I there's a part of me 
that really hopes the Giants don't have a strong finish here because it feels like those guys don't deserve another two, three years of their ideas. It feels like the Giants are a little bit stuck in the mud. And if the mud is, well, you know, you're a little bit of a playoff team, hey, that's not good enough around here. It shouldn't be. You should have higher standards than that. But having higher standards in sports are, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. And I don't know if we can say that the Houston Rockets are an example of higher standards, but, man, do they have a situation on their hands. And I got a little NBA for you right here that is just disturbing as hell. Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets uh, is officially a bad guy. He tried to kill a woman. He tried to kill his girlfriend. Allegedly. He was arrested for beating his woman. He choked her so hard that he broke a vertebrae in her neck. She ran out of their hotel room after he started attacking her in his sleep. He lacerated his face. He beat her so hard that she ran out covered in blood in her hotel room. And apparently it was very disturbing. She was complaining about pain in her neck because Kevin Porter Jr. choked her so much. He actually broke a vertebrae in her neck. Shams is reporting that the Rockets are working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. along with draft compensation in wake of charges of felony assault and strangulation due to an alleged attack on his girlfriend. By the way, there's nothing alleging the attack. The attack happened. I mean, that's, I, I hate to use the word when we know you did it. Why do we have to keep on saying this? You did it. And here's what he needs. He needs fucking jail time. He doesn't need to be traded. He doesn't need a fresh start. It's a it's a total lost career and blown. I mean, he's a 23-year-old guy. He's about to start his fifth NBA season. And he was 25 and 5 last year to the point where he was so good where the Rockets offered him a four-year, $82.5 million extension. But they must have felt a little something was up because only 18 and a half of that was guaranteed. So they can let him go. Um without any future dead money being attached to them. And, and look, the Rockets added Fred Van Vliet. And with Kevin Porter Jr., I'm sure that they were really counting on 48 minutes of really good point guard play because Van Vliet obviously is your starter. Now you're going to bring off Kevin Porter Jr. off the bench. He's a scorer. He's a distributor. He's a good player. He's a good young player in this league. But unfortunately, he's also trying to murder his girlfriend. So this isn't a he should be traded and just go away situation. This is a he should be incarcerated and never allowed to play in the league again situation. That's disgusting, man. It's just absolutely disgusting. You can't have any tolerance for that. Every man deserves his day in court. But the minute I have associated with you breaking a girl's neck a vertebrae because you were choking her so hard. I hope you go to federal pound you in the ass prison. I really do. Shout out to office space for that. I like this mug a lot and it's, it's really holding temperature nicely. This is gross. Absolutely Gross. So get rid of that guy before the, football, uh, the basketball season starts. So I, here's the thing. Here's one thing I'm absolutely sure of. That when Steph Curry's career is over, the NBA will go on without him. 
if that's a possibility, I'm I'm completely convinced that the NBA can go on without Kevin Porter Jr. playing another professional minute in this league ever. Fuck that guy and the horse he rode in on. I hope he dies in jail. He's got a past, by the way. He's got a past. He's from a broken home. He's from a lot of, there's a lot of people from broken homes that have never once broken a girl's vertebrae. Not once. So there's your disgusting story of the day. By the way, if you enjoyed the Mel Tucker rant, that's coming out in a video tonight. It has been labeled not safe for work. Uh, I had a few people reach out to me and say, like, Damon, that's one of the greatest rants you've ever gone on. And you could not have gone on that rant. But for the fact you're on YouTube now where the governor is off, no one's going to tell you you can't talk like that. And uh, holy shit, that was an incredible. Ra- so if you I, if if you missed it, it's it's going to get dropped tonight on you. I think it's coming out around what eight o'clock. It's it's in your adults only hours. It's coming out later today. It's not a morning video. <laughs> um, by the way, this is the same color as Michigan State. There you go. So I guess it applies to him too. Oh, here it is. I saw it earlier. Drew Down saying, "Where's Daniel Brunskill when you need him?" Right? I mean, dude, he used to he used to shut down Aaron Donald. He really did. Daniel Brunskill would have a rough day against Team X and then shut down Aaron Donald. Otis Bird the third knows what I'm talking about. That's a problem. John Dickinson, super reporter. Got to get JD back on the channel here soon too. I love JD. Hello, Otis. Good to see you. So many familiar faces and names. So many of you decided to download the AMP app and come on over. I saw there were more people who were following me over on the AMP app. We're going to get into the AMP app after Club Plus, and I got more music to work to. Great background music playlist that I didn't get a chance to go all the way through. We're going to get through the second half of that playlist today, Junior, over on the AMP app when Club Plus shuts down. Uh, we're about to open up Club Plus, though. But one last thing to tell you about, and this is where, you know, I would need to meet this young lady in order to really understand what her priorities are to give her the proper advice. I don't know anything about her. I never heard of her name, but I did read this story, and it's a tennis story. A woman named Fiona Crawley. Fiona Crawley. She's a student at North Carolina, who competed in the U.S. Open and did well enough to where she earned $81,000 in prize money. She had to forfeit the money because if she had accepted it, she wouldn't have been able to play college tennis. Quote, she says, Fiona, I'd never take the money and never risk my eligibility. But I worked my butt off this week. It seems unreal that there are football and basketball players making millions in NIL deals, and I can't take the money that I actually worked for. That was her quote to the uh, News and Observer, the Charlotte News and Observer. Again, I, I don't know, Fiona. But Fiona, here's Uncle Damon, and I'm trying to think about this from a few different ways. All the NCAA does these days, basically, is restrict your ability to 
really cash in on a unique skill that you have. If, Fiona, your real desire one day is to be a tennis player, a professional tennis player, honey, you just won 80, 81 grand at the U.S. Open, you're ready. You're ready to leave college in your rearview mirror and start exploring the professional tennis world. Do that now. You can return to college. You can study online. You can get your degree if that's important to you. But if you at any point in time want to be a professional tennis player, go now. That is a very limited window. You have a, a six-year window of your prime, and you better hit it while you're nice and young or you're in trouble in tennis. So if the X marks the spot of her life is, I want to be a pro, honey, it feels like you are right now. Take the check. Go be a pro. Now, if the X marks the spot of her life is really, I just want to be normal. I want to play tennis collegiately. Uh, I want to be a student. I want a college experience. I want a well-rounded life. I don't want to give myself fully to tennis because the burnout is extreme. If if she's living a life where she doesn't need that 81 grand, God bless you. That's That's a wonderful place to be operating from. And if you can really walk away from the money and have a collegiate experience, which is going, I'm going to tell you right now, if you said right now, Damon, we will buy all of your college memories right now for $81,000, no sale. No, my college memories, are. I couldn't put a price on them. I had as much fun in college as humanly possible without being arrested or overdosing. It was awesome. I loved every single minute I spent on IU's campus. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Not, not the world. No. No amount of money would ever buy me out of my collegiate memories, the friends that I made, the, the memories that I did make, the memories I can't even access. Those were great, great nights too. And uh, God, I loved it so much. That's, that's fantastic. But really, look, when you need help, the NCAA is not going to be there for you. A world of professional tennis probably would be. So I don't know what the real X marks the spot of her life is, but all I'm going to tell you now is that this NIL thing means there should just be the wild, wild west. I mean, really, there is. Let's face it. And she's so right. You're telling me a guy can just smile and take a picture sitting on the hood of a car and make millions of dollars. But me, I go out, I play the sport against the best in the world, finish well enough to make real prize money, but I, I can't keep it because it would ruin my eligibility. I'd turn around to the NCAA and say, you know what, as a governing body, you're basically a sanctimonious, symbolic, just group of assholes who are standing in the way of embettering, uh, of bettering student-athletes more than you're really helping student-athletes. My pendulum is swung on the NCAA so hard that, um, Fiona, I bet you it's great to be a student at UNC. That's one of the great colleges in the world, except for all the, the shootings that they continue to have. But good Lord, that can just happen anywhere. Um, one more thing, just a recommendation to watch on Netflix. I saw the Shane Gillis, uh, standup special last night. I had heard like more than three people had told me, check out that Shane Gillis, uh, special on Netflix. It's really funny. It's irreverent. It is funny. It's bold. It's brave. It's, it's good. It's really, really good. Um, 
political without being too political. Uh, he he dances on the edge of, you know, jokes of race in a masterful way. It's the guy's really good. Shane Gillis on Netflix, Beautiful Dogs, is the name of the special. I, I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend that you join me over in Club Plus, where we're going to hop into the chat, see what you're thinking about today. And uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. The VIP room, that is the AMP app, will be open once we get through Club Plus, which we're about to hop into right now. So thank you very much for tuning in today. I'm back on Friday for an 11 o'clock live show on YouTube and simulcast on AMP, obviously. It always goes up on the podcast. Don't forget, Post Game and Damon will be on as soon as we hit the two-minute warning down in Los Angeles against the Rams. So when you see the two-minute warning, hop on YouTube. We'll be right at it doing Post Game and Damon. And then Monday morning, Morning at 8 a.m., Larry Kruger and I will be giving you 49ers Wake Up, brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. We'll be talking football better than anyone else. And um, probably not the acai, acai, acai bowl um, uh, uh, a salesman that you thought of, but we will be promoting the delicious acai bowls. And they really are good. I'm They're delicious. Uh, at Palmetto Superfoods, make sure you're getting your acai bowl from Palmetto Superfoods because the rest of these things might as well be poison. But the ones that you're getting at Palmetto, delicious. And that's not just me, by the way. Uh, that is Yahoo saying that this is the number one rated acai bowl. This is not something that I ever thought I would be pitching. But my God, it's delicious. They found us. We found them. It's a beautiful sponsorship. And they are the title holders of the Monday morning show that Larry and I started last week and had more viewers in than both 95.7 The Game and KNBR combined because, um, well, here's here, here's why. It's because if Larry and I had a wallet, it would be the one that said bad motherfucker on it. That's why. So there you go. Thank you very much for tuning in, and please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, He's gone.